0: The Galactic Escape Episode 2 – A Brief History of Climate Earth From space, our atmosphere appears as a thin veil around our planet. From the ground looking up however, it appears to be infinite. It is easy to discount the remarkable ecosystem processes that keep it in balance to maintain and sustain life on Earth. In just over 200 years of human industrial age activity, an imbalance has been induced in our atmosphere. As a result, our climate processes have been changing, and our entire ecosystem is now showing distress. But how was the atmosphere originally created, and how did it get to its current condition? Let's take a look at the climate history of planet Earth, in order to place this in perspective. a rocky planet, orbiting a class G2V star at a distance of 150 million kilometers, in the habitable, or so-called Goldilocks zone. A planet with the right mass to retain a gaseous atmosphere, at the right surface vapor pressure to maintain water in a liquid state. A planet, with 21% atmospheric oxygen content, to support complex organic aerobic life forms. A planet, with a magnetosphere, a self-generated magnetic field, that deflects the solar wind. The planet's stratosphere consists of an ozone layer, which protects life by filtering out ultraviolet light, which is damaging to DNA. But 3.5 billion years ago, Earth was an inhospitable planet, with an anaerobic atmosphere predominantly composed of carbon dioxide. It was also heavily laden with sulfur compounds from volcanic eruptions. There was little or no oxygen, but there was, most importantly, water vapor. It is believed, that sulfur and ions, dissolved in water and irradiated by ultraviolet light, eventually broke down and gave rise to ribonucleic acid or RNA. From this process early cyanobacteria are believed to have evolved. The cyanobacteria terraformed the primeval atmosphere, as they absorbed CO2 and released oxygen as a waste product. This massive oxygenation process took millions of years. Phytoplankton and more complex photoautotrophic vegetation then evolved, photosynthesizing carbon dioxide into airborne oxygen. Carbon was sunk either as starches, in vegetation roots, or through the processes of abscission and death. Water and oxygen gave rise to the development and evolution of aerobic aquatic organisms, which eventually migrated to the land and the air. Atmospheric oxygen content peaked at 35% during the Cretaceous period, whereas CO2 was at 0.018%. This fostered the rise of large complex organisms, and the age of the dinosaurs was born, a period which lasted over 165 million years. Then, about 65 million years ago, an asteroid hit Earth, ejecting dust into the atmosphere and blocking the sun, plunging the planet into an ice age. Unable to photosynthesize, the majority of land and oceanic plants died, disrupting the food chain and resulting in the mass extinction of most of the planet's organisms. Over the next 65 million years, these carbon sinks were buried under sediment and dust, and exposed to immense heat and pressure. In this process, they formed into encapsulated oil, gas and coal deposits. Since the 19th century, the discovery and use of these fossil deposits as fuels and feedstocks have been at the core of human civilization's industrial, technological and agricultural advancement. We depended heavily upon fossil fuels for energy, transportation, heating, cooling, construction materials, feedstocks for pesticides, plastics and fertilizers. They gave us the ability to support and grow a massive population beyond the natural carrying capacity of our environment. This in turn, created a greater demand for these fuels. There was, unfortunately, a harsh reality to burning fossil fuels. Carbon dioxide and methane were released, compounds that had already been sunk from our early primeval atmosphere. It was these compounds, coupled with water vapor, that were the main contributors to global warming. They retained solar energy, which prevented heat from radiating back into space during the night. It is for this reason, that they are called greenhouse gases. As the Earth warmed, continental ice in Greenland and Antarctica, permafrost and glaciers started melting. The latter were feedstocks for our rivers of fresh water during the summer months. The ice sheets also protected us by reflecting solar energy previously frozen vegetation became released and started decaying this released another trace greenhouse gas methane a more potent contributor to global warming than co2 by 2040 with ocean levels rising some island nations and coastal cities were flooding weather patterns and ocean currents had changed in the extreme and it rained more or less in various locations. Crops failed or were flooded out, once fertile lands became desert or dust bowls in the drought, or they lost topsoil in the floods. Hurricanes and typhoons became more intense, and tornadoes were more prevalent. As alluded to earlier, in nature, the population of a species is maintained in equilibrium with its climate, food and water resources. This is called its carrying capacity. Humanity had broken this rule of nature, as fossil fuels had artificially enabled us to farm and feed more people than the planet could naturally support. We were clearing our rainforests for fuel, construction materials, and farmland, although rainforest soil is notably poor in nutrients. Vegetation is one key mechanism that processes carbon dioxide into oxygen, whilst sinking carbon. Another major sink is the ocean's carbon uptake cycle. Over the past 800,000 years, atmospheric carbon dioxide had been relatively stable, at an average level of 0.02%. A stable greenhouse effect protected Earth's temperate climate, radiating enough heat into space during the night, whilst retaining sufficient heat within the atmosphere. But an increase in greenhouse gases, increased the amount of heat retained within the atmosphere. Between the years 1800 and 1900, atmospheric CO2 levels had risen to 0.029%. By the year 1950, levels had reached 0.03%. But on the 11th of May 2019, atmospheric CO2 was recorded at 0.0415% a level 290% higher, than the previous 800,000 years. These levels may seem insignificant, as CO2 and methane, are only trace gases in our atmosphere. But the doubling of CO2 compared to the pre-industrial age, had caused an average increase of 1 degree Celsius, or 1.8 degrees Fahrenheit. For such an apparently small increase in temperature, The year 2022 saw a huge change in global climate. By 2050, CO2 levels had continued to grow at an alarming rate. Temperatures at various locations on our planet had increased by 1.5 to 4.5 degrees Celsius. That equates to 2.7 to 8.1 degrees Fahrenheit. To place these climate changes in perspective, the global mean atmospheric temperature difference between the extremes of the Ice Age and interglacial periods was 5 degrees Celsius or 9 degrees Fahrenheit. Our sister planet Venus is also a study for climatologists because like Earth, it is believed to have originally been an ocean planet. However, volcanic activity and the boiling away of the ocean triggered a runaway greenhouse effect. Venus today, has a surface temperature of 467 degrees Celsius, or 864 degrees Fahrenheit. It is unable to radiate more solar energy than it receives, because its atmosphere is almost completely composed of CO2 and it has a heavy cloud layer, which perpetuates solar heat retention. Nothing can survive on its surface. Scientists do not believe that Earth will reach a runaway threshold anytime soon. By that time, humanity will have been long gone. But in 2040, a super greenhouse effect was in motion in the tropics, with convective vapor heat transport to northern and southern hemispheres. This had caused populations of Central America, Africa, and Asia to start migration to more temperate climes. We were, in a sense, already terraforming our planet, albeit adversely. We are undoing in two centuries what took millions of years to create. At no other time in our existence has it been crucial for all nations of our planet to set aside our differences and unite to stabilize or reverse climate change failing that the very continuance of our species may indeed rely on our galactic escape. Join us on the journey with episode 3 of the Galactic Escape.